Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. You know, you can be all the things you always wanted to be. Beautiful, sexy, Easiest one, two, three. Just let your soul go. Just let it shine through. Just let your soul go. Baby. Feel oh, so I'm Mouse Jones. <laughs> I'm Fly <laughs> And my name is Dude, Matt Wild, ladies and gentlemen. And this is Quarantine. <laughs> this is the Quarantine Gasmic Show. <laughs> and this is the guys next door. Um, first and foremost, we hope everyone is being safe. Um, help help us uh, help us all flatten the curve, and um, you know just just follow the stay social, your ass at home. Yes, follow the social distancing <laughs> protocol. Stay your asses at home and listen to us. There is more than enough content coming out. Um, we took a week off, but we're back. Yeah. Um, we back. It was a corn, it was a, it was a corn week. It was a corn week. We we put ourselves to isolation. We social distanced. Yeah, we don't want to be too close to y'all. So y'all, you know, for me, we just. But now we back. We back. Yeah, we back. Now we now we got good um, N95s. I got my mask. I got I got a I got a good mask. I found a good mask. Y'all I, I gonna hold you. I went OD. I went OD. What I went mean? OD. Like Shorty sent me. Like Shorty sent me some 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 N95s, but I went OD. Like I got a full joint that covered my face, like like some Halo shit. Like Bane, nah, yeah, like Bane, like Bane. <laughs> Such a Bane. All right, I get that. I love it. I, I love need it. a mask. I'm about to say, Ryan, do you? Ryan do you doesn't even need, need a mask, a mask out there. Nah, they're starting to make people wear masks to like go in stores. Like if you want to go to a grocery store, you gotta have a mask on, one at a time to go in the grocery store. It's not like horrible, but you know they just take a precaution. He don't need a mask. He just need condoms out there. <laughs> okay, nasty I <got> man, <laughs> nasty time. <laughs> so, uh, so you know, first and foremost, guys, keep um, keep subscribing, comment, rating. Uh, make sure you tell a friend to tell a friend to tell the uh, grandmother. Absolutely. Um, you know, we we love the neighborhood and we want to watch the neighborhood continue to grow even through the quarantine. So make sure you follow us on Instagram at guys next door underscore. Make sure you know. Nope, that's not it. No. Nope. Nope. What is it? Guys Next Door Pod. Guys Next Door Pod. Thank you, man. Chase here. Yes, she is. <laughs> the um, one that knows it all. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Guys Next Door Pod. 
Continue the conversation on Twitter using the hashtag guys next door and follow us on Twitter at guys next door pod. And like I said, and I'll say it again, make sure you follow, make sure you subscribe, leave us a comment. Um, and rate, obviously leave us a rating. We want to make sure we're we need, we need good rating. You guys want to hear, um, Let's get into it. Uh, Ryan, we celebrated our 31st birthdays I in know, quarantine. I know, son. It's actually, it's actually in quarantine. It's, it's actually it, our 30th. It, was a, it, was a re, it was a redo it was of the a re, It was a redo because this quarantine, we couldn't really do it. So I'm actually 30 again. Okay. But I'm, I'm just going to live like that. I feel I mean, like on the calendar right. this year, at the end of this year, this should just be blocked off. Like this year just didn't count. And you just yeah. get to redo it. I, to be honest, I ripped it out of my calendar. I'm not going to lie to you. Ripped you it out. ripped 2020 out of your calendar. Like, you know how you have those big calendars and it give you the year and it got the little blocks of the month? 2020? Yeah. I'm already on 2021. Okay. Wow. All right. Wow. So if that's the case, yeah, okay. my birthday was, a, was was pretty good. I mean, everything was great. I had a little pool party-ish. And then my phone dropped in the water. I was about to say, were, were people social distancing? Or? No, that's why his phone dropped in the water. <laughs> well, I, didn't drop my, I didn't drop my phone in the water. Someone dropped my phone in the water. So then I haven't had a phone for almost two, two weeks. weeks. Damn, son. How, how so was you were that? like an innocent bystander. How, but how it was, actually, that was the biggest gift to me. Not having a phone. Not having a phone. Why no can call me. Mm-hmm. I was off Instagram. I was off everything. Like, I was just to myself. Like, it was really me being with myself. Everybody else around me is on their phones. I'm not. When I wake up in the morning, I'm not looking at my, like, to know what time it is. I'm just getting up, which is still early, but it's like, it was just to me. So, for the past week and a half or so, I was just been like, that's it. Calling my mom from, like, my cousin's phone and shit. But other than that, I've been cool. The first day sucked. And after that. But to be in that, but to it was be really that, quarantine for me. Right, that's what I was gonna ask. So to be in that predicament during quarantine, like to be by yourself, by yourself in a foreign country, at no, like you weren't worried at no point, or like there was no anxiety or anything like that. I mean, there's so many phones around me that I know something went crazy, and then also it's like there's nothing. If I was away from home this long, I might want to come back. I won't say might, I would. Like being six weeks away from anything you're used to is kind of, you know kind of different but and everybody knows i have fomo so it's like what's going on i'm not there it's like damn, i'm tight but then knowing that there's nothing going on i'm not missing anything everybody's just on instagram i'm good yeah so what's been uh what's been uh what's been like a uh what's been like a, a new normal for you especially uh being in mexico a new normal to me is cooking every day. Okay. Um, riding a bike and or walking and or. I was about swimming. to say, I see you. I see you ride. I see you riding your bike a whole lot out. Oh, like, young miles in. Young biker boy, Poppy. <laughs> I was doing like I was doing like I was ten miles a day. Not including like push-ups and swimming and shit like that. So, but now I got a little, uh, I got a little motor scooter. Okay. That's for Poppy. Okay. So I'm just, I'm just moving around town. Yeah, I got a little. Nigga, you got the Vespa. You can't tell them anything. So young Vespito. Young Vespito. 
You can't tell me nothing. <laughs> Yo, no. Vespito. Yeah, young Vespito. That's me out here. I got oh, I got the vest, geez. but I'm chilling. Like, I should go kind of fat. But you what about be on them joints? What about you, Mac? How has it been quarantining? Um, you're in a foreign land as well, and um, I am. I but you am. got you 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 are dealing with the 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 very real reality of having a new newborn in this madness. So you're trying to learn the family aspect. You're trying to learn this new woman as a mother. Mm-hmm. You're trying to learn yourself as a father, and still mm-hmm. you're, you're it's all under this realm of this very uncertain time. Yeah, man. Uh, it, it's, 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 it's been crazy. It's been crazy to say, to say the least. Um, you know, I, I think learning, learning not only uh, my girl and my daughter, but learning myself like this, I, I realized like there are certain things that kind of trigger me. Uh, like if I get upset about certain things quickly, or uh, there's certain uh, things that I'm insecure about when it comes to like, being a father or not knowing if I'm being a good enough father or if I'm spending enough time with her. Mind you, we're all in the same house, but right, you could be on your phone a little too long sometimes. So there's, mm-hmm. there's definitely days that uh, I, I, I consciously think, the, think about all of that stuff. And, uh, you know, just, I think it's, I think this time, I thank God for this time, right? It's, uh, if I wasn't doing this, I'd be working right now. I'd be on set. I would be missing a lot of days with my daughter. Um, I'd be missing all of these growing moments and everything. Like now she's like, she's dang near talking. She's trying to, she's trying to say words and stuff. And just like, she's just watching, you're literally watching the personality grow every day. She's starting to grab more stuff. She's like reaching for like always trying to eat something which is you got to show the child that not everything is edible um no, well, but well, it's a lot bleach watch out the watch the bleach i uh, know no no we we saved that for the white supremacy no but it's a, it's i was about a, to say that to you matt but i was about to say like it's quarantine you got to look at it sometimes as a gift and a curse yeah right? man you, it is. you had a child right before it happened and knowing you were about to film a, a, a movie, you knew that you were going to be away from your newborn for quite some time with, of mm-hmm. course, some weekends that you go home or they come visit. But this kind of was like, yo, here's that extra six months or exactly. four months. I get a sense. Every, everything shut down. Everything slows down. And now I get a chance to actually watch my daughter grow. It's like, uh, it's like low-key being in like a, a hyperbolic chamber or something like that right so just just playing being able to play with her being able to watch her fuss because she's hungry or learning the things that learning the reasons why she cries or like all of that stuff all of that all of that is necessary because if i was on set and then i would have came back i would have not like i would have been jumping into a pool not knowing what was in it um but it, it, it's been it's been crazy man it's been crazy it's definitely been crazy. What about you, Mouse? Uh, what's yeah? What, I want to put that to you, Mouse. You? Yeah. Oh, look, even even I now, put that too, I know. Even now, dealing I with my kids. Got, Come in. What happened? It's wild because like <laughs> Mac has a all right. Well, I'm recording. So go ahead. So it's like, so it's like, oh my gosh, I have a newborn and I haven't been here. Then you go to Mouse and you got two grown ass kids every day <laughs> talking, eating, <laughs> pulling your dreads. How is that? 
Um, it's a blessing. It's a blessing because with my kids, one being 13, the other one being eight, they've known multiple sides of this coin where they knew what it was like to somewhat have me home most of the time. You know, I, obviously I was out running the town doing crazy shit, but that was at night. So during the day, mm-hmm. you know, I'm here. I'm, I'm here to help with homework and all that. But then, you know, I get into this career and now it's the opposite. And it's like, oh, well, dad's always going and dad's always working. And like leading up into it, I was like dealing with the very real thing. Like, am I doing enough? Because, you know, they're old enough to talk, especially a 13-year-old and an 8-year-old. Like, they'd ask me, like, why you always got to be going? Or why can't you just do this? Or, you know what I mean? It's like. And I was sitting there like, damn, what am I going to do? Like, like, what am I going to do? And then I, and then this happened. And it was like, it, it was like a no brainer. Like I gotta be on Long Island with my family. I got, I gotta be, you know what I mean? Like staying in Brooklyn during this quarantine was not an option. Would be, yeah, it, it wasn't was an option. Crazy. Um, So, you know, I've, I've been around my kids nonstop for going on like, four or five weeks, even, even with like splitting time up between, um, you know, my parents' house and, and, and their mother's house is still like, yeah, I see too a lot much. of time. I see too much of these niggas. Um, <laughs> but, but I'm learning, I'm learning them, right? Like I'm learning their personality even more, like where I would see it in, where I would see it in like little spurts or like in conversation. Now I'm see the whole it, shit. Right. Like I'm seeing, Oh, 13 year olds really wake up the devil like they are 12 years old fine. <laughs> at 13 they wake up and they're fucking satan and this little motherfucker rolls her eyes this sweet child oh. that i once knew is no more oh has an attitude she has a fucking attitude oh, that 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 eerily resembles her mother so like when she shows up <laughs> fucking head butter and I have, I have this nine-year-old who is this burgeoning fucking ray of sunshine, and she's this like huge personality. But it's like good word that, by the way, good word by the way, burgeoning. I like that. That was good. good. Word. Ryan good Leslie word, word of the day. Yeah. Ryan Leslie Ryan word of the Leslie day. Word of the day. I like um, that. But yeah, like even with her, it's like it's like okay, you got attitude and you got personality. Where the thirteen-year-old just got attitude. This nigga mm. just got at to fucking two. And it's like, and then it's like they're watching their How did the di- school shit work with that, huh? Say it again. I said, how does, how does gotta, school? The school. Oh, school. Um, my, I have a sister, and she was supposed to graduate college. I don't know what's going on. So I know it's different, different ages and different where you are in life when it comes to school. But that's weird. Um. So yeah. So school. So. I mean, let's not tell the kids, but uh, New York City school, New York school districts um, have kind of basically all said no child will be left back at all. But there's still. And we love it. No, listen. I don't know. I don't know if we do. Listen. I don't know if we love that. Listen, they told me that shit and I was like. Don't fucking wait. I told him up. Don't get left back. Don't call me. What? Imagine the quarantine was when Mouse was in school and they let him just graduate. <laughs> yeah. It'd be a wild world. 
Nas could be a doctor. Uh, yeah. Like I don't know what's going on. I'm about to say I don't I don't I don't I don't, wow. I don't I don't know what the world would be like with a Mouse Jones with a diploma. I don't know what that'll be like. Listen here, you dirty bitches. I have a certified GED. Okay, flexing. <laughs> <laughs> I have a GED. It, it's hanging up somewhere in my office. Certified. But I have you know no, I'm, I'm a certified common. general education doctorate. Okay. Urge <laughs> you. But it is, it, it's scary. It, it is. It's scary. Um, I can't even lie. Um, it's fucking scary. It's so uncertain. Um, how are you guys doing with your parents? How is that? Is everybody in constant contact with their parents? Yeah, I, um, I know I am. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My mom, you you first, Ryan. You first, Ryan, because I was about to ask you about how how's mommy doing too. So my mom, she has like her ups and downs, but it's not like Corona, like ups and downs. Just like after surgery, shit. Um, mm-hmm. she she hasn't gone outside. She's losing it, but she knows she can't go out. Um, she stopped smoking weed. Wow, which is positive. In a way, because she's just like, yo, I was getting, I was just smoking so much that shit, being in the house. And uh, she would take edibles to go to sleep instead of like, like getting back to her own ways. She just, okay. she's ready for it to be done and she wants to just come to Mexico and say, fuck everybody. But at the same time, she's like, yo, I'm gonna just chill and I'll go out and uh, just, just be calm. Like, we've had a couple passings in our family based off this shit, but it's like older people and stuff like that. So she's just, you know, taking it day by day and just getting better. My pops, I don't know what the hell he's doing. He lives in Mexico, not anywhere near where I am, but I don't know. Yo, how crazy My mom, is that, she, yo. She's good. How crazy is that, that these are strange relate, like, it's, yo, like, being, being black, like, I hate to go there, but, like, being black is such a fucking conundrum it is such a fucking intricate web of fucking validated and invalidated feelings right like because you said that and immediately it triggered me um so like just to so i i I lost my uncle to this he was obviously he was a lot older but my uncle nonetheless like there's no there's never been a time that i was alive that i like he wasn't in my life so to lose him to this and then just watch that fi- that family dynamic not crumble, but lose such an intricate piece. Um, you know what I mean? Like just watching my little cousin, um, and and my two little cousins and their mother like now have to deal with the fact that this man who's been here for all these years is no longer here. Um, but then my biological father, his brother-in-law, he catches it, and, and I we've spoken at length on this podcast about the estranged relationship between me and him. And it's like, now I'm left with the task and I'm left with the emotional baggage to say, um, or like that inner fight to be like, nah, fuck this nigga or all right, fuck it. We got to make sure this nigga at least lives. And obviously I had to take the latter route because like I said earlier, like I said earlier, it's being black is not just, we don't. And, and I'm not white, so I wouldn't know, but it seems that they get to make right or left decisions. We yeah. have to say, all right, if I go right, but I got to go left, but I still got to go right, but I got to go left and I got to take two lefts and I got to turn right at the door and then I got to go over. Then I got, you get what I'm saying? So even mm-hmm. in me, I couldn't decide for myself. To, yeah, to, yeah, to, to, right. I, I couldn't, I couldn't say to myself, um, 
fuck this nigga, let him die, because I have two little sisters from him. I have a 28-year-old, and I have an 8-year-old. So it's like it all fell back on me. And then they have to be in mm-hmm. constant contact with his church and let people know what was going on, um, basically running it for like three weeks. Like it, It's like it put me in this scenario where it's like, yo, this motherfucker ain't been shit to me my whole life. And now in the in the face of this pandemic, I have to choose to be the bigger person. The the child has to you choose have to be the bigger person. Let's, so let's, like, let's, when, let's dig deep on hold on. Let's let's dig deep on that. Let's dig deep on that. Being the bigger man. Is I feel like that I, I feel like that's probably the, the theme of this episode, man. Mm-hmm. I, I think um I think not only not only during this quarantine, well, not just because of the quarantine, but you know, all of us having to be in isolation. There's always uh, there's always a lot of self reflection that has to go down. You're 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 constantly with yourself. You have to right. you have to think to yourself a lot. So uh, I guess a question is, and I'll, I'll pose it to everybody: um, uh, What does it mean to be the bigger man? And and uh, and what and what is given up to be the bigger man? You know what mm. I mean? Mm. Wow, we're going there. Wow, um, wow, we're going there. <laughs> in, my, in my mind, in some in in some <laughs> in some aspects of it, the way I look at it as being the bigger man is being someone is being someone to someone that you never got. Mm. Like I didn't. My dad was never the bigger man in the situation because I didn't have him around in my life. So by me having to settle some, you know, controversies and stuff with him, I'm being the bigger person to somebody who was never that person to me. So basically, in my mind, it's like just stepping up in a way. I don't like to dig too deep in it because being the bigger man or being the bigger person in a situation can go left and right. You know what I mean? But I try to just look at it as, as when I'm, if I don't want to argue with somebody and I just let them have it or something, it's just like, yo. They might not understand me. They might not never, but I'm the person in this situation that sees both sides. Mm. I can see where you went wrong and you went right, or when you were right, you were wrong, but I can distinguish that. Like, yo, you was right and I was wrong. I was right and you was wrong. But that person just doesn't know, and it doesn't make sense to keep going back and forth. It's it's so weird, right? Like, you asked that question, and, and, and I'm so glad Ryan went first, because when you asked me that question, I had a definite answer. But then I had to switch my answer. But then I had to go back to the other. It, it, it's like, oh, Shit man. Changes. I'll be real with you. It would, my answer would depend on my day. If I had a conversation with my pops and he did some dickhead shit, I'm like, yo, my shit would change. Yeah, it's But it's like, like yo, some, I've, I've noticed this as I got older. Some people just, they don't learn. Or they learn at too old of an age. Or it takes something like this. Or it takes something like, well, my, my father... My father's real stubborn in his way. Like it's, it's his way. He's a he's an act first and think second person. He's a person mm-hmm. that'll fight you on the street and then be like, "Oh, are you okay?" After he fucks you up, type shit. So I I look at him and I'm I look at the standpoint. And I'm like, yo, some people just don't be knowing. So I gotta I gotta really sit back and watch how they move and be like, yo, I'm cool with it because the older you get, you caught a stroke and now it's like you kind of look get it in a different way because your life is on the line but so that's bu- most to me that's to, so yo that's so it is, bullshit it's, it's trash. that's so bullshit yo it's it, that, trash. Like, to me that's so crazy like and i get exactly what you're saying and if you would have said that before this i would have been like nah hell no fuck out of here this if, if my biological father catch a stroke he's just gonna be stroked out but now <laughs> now now that 
now that I've had to deal with the very real situation of his life was on the line and I didn't take that route and I realized, and I think that's what it is, right? I think that is the answer to what being a bigger man looks like. It's when you realize that shit is, shit is hitting the fan and you mm-hmm. can, you can make, the decision you make is like critical to like a life or death situation, right? Like, I think that like, like Ryan, said, I think that's so you, you got to know yeah. that. Yeah, it's bigger than yeah. You. Like once you know that, it's like it's not about me and my pop. It's this shit. This shit is gonna hurt. It's not because if it happens, I'm not gonna say I won't be hurt. But I'm not that emotional of a person anyway. So it's like I'll, I'll be hurt, but it's not. You're not gonna see it. Then you got my little sister, who's like, and my little brother, who's like, his, they look up to him. You know what I mean? So it's not just about my feelings mm. towards my dad. And this is what it's I said about everybody oh my, else. Oh my god. Oh my. It's yo. It's we just have a moment. It's crazy. We just had a moment because that's literally what I was thinking. That's literally when I tell you, that's literally what I think. I'll tell you, I'll paint. I was in BJ's. Me and my baby mother had to go to BJ's to get a whole bunch of stuff. Right. So I'm grabbing stuff for the house over there. I'm grabbing stuff for my parents' house. So we're Mm -hmm. in BJ's and I'm at the checkout and I just happened to look at my phone because I wanted to check my account and make sure the money was in the right card that I was using. Because I'm an idiot and I'll... You know, no, card, like before, you got to check-ins, you got to savings, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so I, I want to it. just I make... No, because I'm an adult and I have uh, two bank accounts now. I used to have a rush card. I used to have a rush card. I have bank accounts now. No, but seriously, so I, I, I just haven't looked at my phone. They didn't have that fast-fail shit back on Melson's day, that's why. Shut <laughs> 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 so, so I happened to look at my phone and my cousin, my cousin Wade, who was on the show, shout out to Wade, he texts me mm-hmm. and he's like, yo, I'm just, he texts me and my little sister. He's like, yo, I'm just like, y'all know, um, my mom was just on the phone with your pop's girlfriend. Um, and he, he, he not, he, it's not looking too good. So now I'm like, man, fuck that nigga. And I go pay for it. I pay for it. And then I'm like, and then, you know, at BJ's, um, if you buy an electronic, they got to take the thing off at yep. a separate desk. Yep. So now that gave me time to think. Yep. And now well, that's when thinking comes in. And just like Ryan said, I said, I have, I have a little, I have an eight-year-old sister. That's crazy, right? I'm 31 with an eight-year-old sister. I have an eight-year-old sister who does not know this man to be the piece of shit that me and my sister know him to be. So I, I can't, so if I am the oldest and I'm the man, not just, in my life, but in other people's life, I have to, I have to take that. I have to, I have to wear that mantle at all times. I can't take it off and put it mm-hmm. on. So I had to be the bigger person and just be like, I um, let me check on him. Let me. So I called around, got a hold of him, and was barking and like, yo, no, you get into the doctor. He gets to the doctor. They put him on the, the oxygen or whatever. He gets better and gets out. But that whole two week period, I had to be in constant contact with his people. I like I was in I was emerging my I, I was emerged in his life more than I've ever been or he's allowed me to be in my 31 years of living. No, I, I, I totally get it because like I said, it sometimes it takes those times for you to realize it ain't just about us and how they treated us. It's about because a lot of times I'll be real with you and mouse, I guarantee you're gonna agree with me. They had children, I won't say early, but they just didn't know how to how to deal with at that moment, having that child. So they weren't as good of a parent as they were the second or the third time or the fourth time around. Like my dad had my older sister and he was more of a father to my older sister than he was to me. Then he had me, which he was barely anything. 
And then my little sister and little brother were born eight years, nine years after me. And that's all they know is he's at every game. He's at every parent-teacher conference. He's doing this and that. Mm. And they don't know. They know, like, the bad stuff because of me and their stepmom will tell them, like, yo, he hasn't been this and that. And they know that now that they're older. But when you got that, how old is your little sister, Mouse? Eight? My, the second youngest, the, the one after me is 28. So, essentially, he was he no, was no, a piece no, no, of shit. Like the, young, young. the youngest one is eight. Yeah, He's that's what I'm saying. Old. The young, young. Okay. I, I'm not saying I know this, but I'm pretty sure she does not know how, I won't say bad or awful, or nope. how, how you were raised with You're a right. She doesn't know that at all. She knows She knows my dad's around, my dad's in my life. Oh, I didn't know I had brothers and sisters, but I know now. But I'm, I'm young. I met my, my older sister about the same time as your sister met you. Okay. Like, but our, so I'm eight years older than my little, I'm eight years younger than my older sister. But I met my sister when I was like, like eight. I got you. So she was like 16. And I'm just looking at her like, who is this? But in that, in that world, even though my dad didn't do what's right for me, like my little brother, my little sister, they know like a dad that's fully around. Right. Even though they know how he is a piece of shit in his ways, he was still there for dinners and mm-hmm. games and shit like that. So when you look at it after he had his stroke, and I'm just like, yo, my older sister's like, yo, you don't care? I'm like, yo, honestly, I care. But it's to the point where it's like, I don't really like it. I don't really see it the way I see it. You, you can't. But then it. I had to look like it's not just about you. All right. It's, it's not just about me. It's about everybody else in his life who he might have done a little bit more for. And mm-hmm. it's like I had to look at that in that perspective, not saying I still give a fuck. But then I also look at it like my dad didn't know his dad until he was 19, 20. And then he started kicking it with his dad for like two years and his dad passed away. You feel me? So it's like, it's, it's, it's a whole bunch of shit that, that it's like, they, it's like, like you talk about this black and white thing. Yeah. It's a, it's a thing that, that happens in, in our communities where it's like passed down. He didn't know how to be a father because he didn't have one. But I've seen so many fathers in movies and TV shows that it's like, I, right, I know my pops ain't have that. My pops is 70. I don't know how good TVs and watch families on the TV and know how I didn't, I wasn't raised and how I would want to raise my future children. Well, it's like, it's like I've had the best, right? And it, it's, it's once again, yeah. it's the conundrum of being a black boy or child and, uh, and growing up in America with, with this, with the, the, this, the, just the experience we have, right? Because I grew up, I had a dad. I always had a dad from the age of six years old. My dad, I tell the story all the time. And it's kind of like why I already know that I'll never find anything like it's why I kind of like settle where I settle when it comes to love. My dad met my mom in November of 1995. February of 1996, they were getting married in my grandmother's living room. And I've had a dad I, I don't know what it's like to not have a dad, but mm-hmm. I also know what it's like on that same instance. I have a dad. I have somebody that's 100% committed. It's You can't tell me or him that we're not blood. But on the same hand, I have this man who I know is alive, who I know is living a life separate of me. I, I know because my family lives around the corner, that side of the family. So I'm you know what I mean? You can't not think about it. You're like, yeah. yo, I'm around my grandmother, yeah. my aunts, my cousins. 
everybody but the but the but person the who brought me a part of this family. So yeah. it's always <laughs> been this weird aspect of uh, like being in a museum. It's like I will see things that you know I'll see a picture and my grandmother, God rest her soul, be like, "Yeah, see, y'all was about the same age. That's why y'all look alike right here." Or you do this kind of like him. Or even to my mother, to an effect, growing up, she'd be like, "Oh, you you do that like he used to do it." Everybody, mm-hmm. it's like. But I don't know that man. I don't know who you're talking about. And even when we're in, All right, I, I got another I, question. I, I got, I got another that. question that you. Uh, I got a question. I got a question. Um, and and this is something. This is something to what. Yeah, uh, I got. I got one too. After, so I'll let Mac do this. Um, uh, is being a bigger man? Is being a bigger man something that black men have to do? Yeah. Because if we don't, we'll die. Every, on every instance, if you look at it, right? If a, if a, right now, let's let's take yeah. let's keep it super regular. I'll, right now, if a, if a if a white cop, any color cop, if a cop pull you over and is disrespecting you, you have to think about it because you could buck back mm. and lose your life or your freedom, or you could be the bigger man, shut up, take your take whatever he giving you, and go on about your business. You could be in the street. And there could be certain microaggression that niggas don't even know they're aware. We're not even aware of the microaggressions that we that we perpetuate to one another. That are placed against us. Oh, my God. That's uh, ridiculous. You, and I'm one of them. I am saying I am one of them. We've all been out. All of us have been out with me and see that at a moment I could flip. And it'll be in response to a microaggression. But but like I said, if you're not the bigger man, when a nigga look at you a weird way, you could lose your life. Think We all do the look. We all we men. It just happens. Every I feel like every color man does it, but it's different for us. Like if you just happen to be looking out out your car window, you see a nigga looking at you. Who gonna look away first? For a fact, somebody got to look away first, and that man is always the bigger man. To me, like some people be like, "Oh yeah, that nigga pussy." I be like, that shit no, goes, but that that bigger, but that bigger man, that bigger man stuff goes back to slavery. Valid. Like we. Yes, we are slaves, but if you really look at it in, in, in like in, in a broad scheme of things, like we were the bigger people on the on the on the plantation. As a fact. But we 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 coulda we coulda went and got crazy and did that, but of course not since out of ten you would have died. Or but the for the most part we 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 reached to the Bible and and looked at it as that way. It's like, yo, this is this is the way it's supposed to be. Let's just be the bigger people. Eventually this will be over. And I, so I feel like that that goes back to that all the way back then. But for me, it's like I, I, when you first said that, like as a black man, is like, do you, do you have to be the bigger man? And a lot of, at first I was going to be like, no, because I was only talking about father. Because a lot of people have different type of right. aspects of, of, of having a father in their life. But when you look at it in a whole, a whole world dynamic or a whole like whole life. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like as, as a colored person, as a black man, I have to, dumb down some of my intelligence to be a bigger man and just to stay quiet. Mm. Mm. Damn. Because I could be I could be very intelligent and very smart and very much smarter than whoever that is talking to me. But, but then you, you could you'll be piss some you'll piss somebody off. You'll you'll, you'll gonna, get the wrong exactly. person upset because they feel like you're trying to be a, a smart ass when actually you're just being smart. You're being intelligent. Exactly. You, you actually know what you're talking about. Right. And they're and since they don't have the power anymore when that badge is really off the off their chest and it's like, yo, that badge doesn't mean anything because I know X, Y, and Z. That's when force becomes involved and that's when things go left. And so that's when mm-hmm. being the bigger man is either life or death. For me. Wow. But I, th- th- I was going to ask the question of, 
Word, word what's here. up? We what's your me. question? I was, I was, I was gonna ask a question of like I heard Mouse say like, "Yo, I've always had a dad." Right. But then there was also like, "I've always had a dad since I was six, which wasn't his father, it was his dad. So right. is it, do you feel like anybody can be born a father, but only somebody can be grown as a dad? Yeah. Or, father, or the opposite ways around. Because mm-hmm. yeah. you never heard of somebody having a god dad. Nah. Your dad, your dad. Mm-hmm. But you've heard of a godfather. Right. Because not have to be your father. Because father is nothing but a scientific marker. All right. Okay. Yeah. Father, mother. Like you can't you can't fight that. You it doesn't matter. You got the same genes. Is that simple? Got, yeah. Scientifically, father, mother. No, there's no nuance to that. Like, and I'm not being disrespectful to any 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 space. Um, but there will never be a new scientific marker for that. There's mother, father, right? Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Now, dad is something you earn. Yeah. Mac is earning dad. Being a dad. You have earned being I've a dad. earned I, and still earning, but I'm just saying in the in the aspects of these children's eyes right now, Mac is earning dad. dad. So when, because when mm-hmm. she says her first word, she's like, dad, 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 because that's what, that's what he is. That's what she's going to recognize. It is instinctual. When my dad came on the scene, two, three months in, it was instinctual. This is my dad. This is my protector. This is the provider. And this is who I'm going to get everything to do from i learned yeah. instinctually everything not to do for my biological father you see that mm-hmm. my dad set the foundation and, and built the foundation for me to be the man good bad or indifferent that we see today mouse jones the personality is not mouse jones the personality if my dad doesn't take the necessary steps and tools and efforts growing up to instill certain things in me as his son, then I would not become the Mouse Jones that people care about today. I, I don't want to say love or hate, that care about no, today. That care about today, yeah. You know, I think it's the same thing with me and my dad. I think it, I, feel, um, I think, I, I think early on when I was, when I was really young, when I was young, I didn't, me and my dad really didn't see eye to eye. And it mm-hmm. always felt like, it felt like my dad was in the house, but he wasn't there. Like it was a mm. weird, like I would always, I, like me and him always had a weird relationship, and it wasn't even just me and him. It was like all of us in the house. We felt like he was there without being there. So it, it just 
a lot of times just felt like another body or just like the only time he would come out is was when it was time to somebody to get disciplined and even those times it was really just to scare somebody his his bark wasn't as crazy as his bite right. we were more terrified of my mom because Monique Montillon gets down and yes. she's willing to fight whoever um, she's the thug of the family but it wasn't until I got older and me and him actually started to chop it up and I started he started to realize error of his ways mind you still never apologize but I don't need one because I've seen change in his in his abilities I've seen change in how he deals with children I've seen change in 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 him as a man even just from me and his conversations about what how, where where he's been and what he's been through I've seen change uh but uh it it took it for a long time he was just my father mm. and it took maybe until I I turned about like 18 19 20 till I was like that's my dad like that's like legit my dad Ryan before you ask Mac the question I just want keep your question on your head cuz I I just wanted to ask I him got it <laughs> so so Mac when you said he was just your father so like speak to that right because you said because some there's some people out there who might misconstrue what I'm saying and might say, mm-hmm. okay, I get it. So Mac, so Mouse is saying, if, as long as you're Mouse is saying, as long as you're in the child's life, as long as the child can see you, then you're a father. You're saying the exact nah. opposite. Yeah. You're saying it takes it's, a concerted. It's, it's, it's bigger than just being. It in that does. Place. It really, really does. And I think that that's where part of my anxiety or uh, my insecurity with you know, how I'm handling my daughter comes from, right? Mm. Uh, I don't want to be just another body in the house. I don't want to be, I don't want to be somebody that my daughter doesn't feel that she can call on when she needs. I don't want, I don't want any of, and any one of my future kids to feel like, you know, dad isn't dad. Like, for a long time, and it was something I always struggled with for a long time as a kid, I always had a problem uh, kind of, with my dad or feeling like my dad wasn't and it's crazy being so young like i'm i'm, I'm in the hood so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm running around there's really not many uh good symbols of fatherhood besides what you see on tv like ryan right. says but like you know you start to understand like you're not doing anything that a, a, a dad should do so you're you're literally just here like you're just my father like if people see you uh they they recognize you as my father and again there are a lot of things that he taught me that I you know especially going back looking back now as I grow up I'm like okay I see what he was trying to do I see a lot of times his his own fears of uh uh things that he weren't it wasn't able to achieve in his life is what was spread out amongst us and the reason why he he wasn't as much of a force in some of our lives because mind you every single one of his kids are just like all of his talents are all throughout all of us uh my dad is the one who does everything the nigga writes he draws the nigga sings he everything it's it's kind of it's almost ridiculous like the nigga was the nigga helped build paulie castellano's house in Mm. Staten island like the Mm. nigga does everything mm. it doesn't make any sense and all of his kids have it 
I, I sing, I write. My mm-hmm. little sister is the one who has it the most, of mm-hmm. course. Uh, my older brother draws, Talia draws and writes. Like everybody is creative, but nobody was pushed towards their creativity or anything that they really had because he never was pushed or wow. he, like he was always. So, so you start to see the little things uh, from his life as I've talked to him, gotten older and whatever, but it, it took a while for, for my, for my father to become my dad. Mm, fuck. That's deep, bro. Fuck. So it's like, it's like we have a situation where you had a father that turned into a dad over time. You had, a father and a dad. And then mm-hmm. I just had a father. So mm-hmm. it's like three different experiences. Cause my cause I didn't I didn't grow up with like a stepdad or any male. Like I had like my godfather, which is like my, my godbrother's dad, who like he basically he put me through a crash course of being a man. Like what what would from how to put a condom on to, to, to everything really, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? But he wasn't my dad, you know what I'm saying? So not my, my mom never had nobody serious around me my whole I can say my whole life to the fact that I knew it like maybe she had dudes around mm-hmm. they come around you know but it's not like nothing for like oh yeah that's not so in my mind I always kind of had to step up and be somebody that I never knew how to be and then mm-hmm. seeing it from people around who had dads and like I say most importantly is like what I watched and what I saw on TV and other people and it's like yo this is what I know a dad should be and this is what I know a father is and how I want to be a dad and a father at the same time. Well, I, I'd, I'd want to be a dad and a father figure is how I would put it. Okay, I got, me, a, I got I'd a be question. a dad to my uh, child. Got, you know what I'm saying? I got a question. Um, and this is for, especially because we're on the topic of fathers and being bigger men, right? Um, but I, I, I want to ask this in a general sense. Uh, does sometimes being the bigger man or, and how does it, how, if it does, how does it help mend relationships? Or if, or is, are there instances where you can be the bigger man and the relationships are so broken that there's no way to mend them? I think it hurts. I think it hinders. And I can only speak to black and I can only speak to my relationships. I think, okay. So I seen a tweet earlier that said, mm-hmm. um, I, let me see. I want to, I want to pull it up specifically because I don't want to misword it because it's, it's, it's so relevant to the point I'm going to make. Um, so I seen a tweet earlier and it said, uh, men are trash isn't a personal anecdote reminiscent of one or two relationships. It's literally a blanket statement for the systemic impact of patriarchy and how men proudly make the conscious choice to keep spinning the wheel with their tiny hamster legs. And initially I wanted to, re- right. I want to react and be like, yo, what are you saying? <laughs> like, what are you saying? <laughs> right. But now that you asked that question about how being a bigger man and, and, the, and how did that Im- impact the relationship? I think sometimes having to always be, and this is not a cop out. This is not me saying this is okay for men to be trash to women. I'm just saying this is my view on why I think things are the way they are. Um, I think sometimes that can, especially if we're dealing with men who are not adequately equipped with the necessary tools to, you know, problem solve in relationships and, and, mm-hmm. and, and, and foster healthy relationships. 
If I got to be a bigger man at work, if I got to be a bigger man in society, if I got to be a bigger man in the relationships with my family, the one place as a man that patriarchy teaches us, it says you are the king in your house. That means when I yeah. come home, I'm not being a bigger man about shit. Leave me alone. And I think that if, if, if we don't cure that and if we don't um, troubleshoot that, then yes, the men are trash. The blanket is going to get bigger and bigger and bigger till it encompasses everyone because essentially we all are implicit, even the quiet, mediocre good guys that I believe some of us are, right? And that's even saying me. Like, I can sit on public platforms all day and be like, and I, and I can have anecdotes and I can have funny banter and I could have these, you know, these well-placed points about why certain men aren't trash. But if we're talking about and if we're talking about overall, then we need to figure out the way to just like women, we have to feel figure out the way to deal on multiple planes, right? A woman yeah. can deal with some shit at work and not bring it home and still be the woman at home and vice versa. We need mm-hmm. to learn how to do that because big, being a bigger man, it's like I said earlier, it's a mantle. You got to wear that. You don't, you can't keep taking it off and putting it on. I'm talking to me too, because what, like you have to, we have to find that common ground. We have to find that intersection between um, dealing with bullshit outside, but not taking it home to give to our woman to deal with bullshit at home. So I think being a bigger man affects relationships negatively. That's just my belief. Okay. Okay. What about you, Brian? In my head, I'm trying to, like, think of situations I've been in where me being a bigger man has ultimately ended a relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't feel like – I feel like the only time – I'm going to say the only time. The only time I can think of something in a relationship where you're being the bigger person in a relationship and then it ends has to be, like, somebody cheats on you or something like that. you just are like, yo, I got to be the bigger person than me. But when it comes to friendships, I think it's happened before I had to be the bigger person after telling somebody over and over and over again some shit. And it's like, yo, this, that, and then I just had to be the bigger person and just step away from it. Like, you're toxic to what you're doing. Like, if you're doing too much of this, and I'm like, yo, bro, you're like, nah, I don't. And then you go out and then you do whatever you're doing and it fucks up your life. And it's like, yo, I can't keep bringing this shit around me because the more I, it's like, this crazy thing is I was with my dad one day and he was like, yo, I was like, you're going to go see your uncle. I was like, you're going to go see your brother. And he was like, nah, I don't want that broke shit to rub off on me. His exact words. <laughs> <In> my mind, <laughs> flip, flip, that's my new excuse for not going to see, like, yo, yo, that's my new excuse for not going to see nobody. Yo, Mouse, you seen such and such? Nah, bro, it's quarantine. Quarantine's over. I don't want that broke to rub off on me. <laughs> yeah, and, it, and it's like, I laughed at it, I laughed at it, and I'm like, yo, you're, you're crazy. But then you look at it, and it's like, yo, you know if you deal with people, like, if you're around a certain certain people that you are around, eventually, if, if you're around a whole bunch of, of rich people, you're going to get more money, if that's your circle. Yeah. But if your circle is about a whole bunch of people that are not trying to elevate themselves, you're going to fall in those parts, and you're going to fall down. So when it comes to, like, you know, being being that person... And, and being a bigger man in situations, if I know that being around me or being around you is hurting or, or helping or hurting one another, like 
you should know to give that advice. And if you don't take it, then you got to dip. And in those situations, sometimes it hurts. You know, to, to, to build on to build on uh, to build on both of y'all topic, uh, both of y'all points. Um, I think I think with um, with being the bigger man, a lot of times we are uh, first with mouse. I think a lot of times we don't, we're only doing what we're taught, right? Whereas <clears throat> A lot of times, if you think about, the, I guess, the the difference between us teaching uh, a, a, a young man and us teaching a young woman, a lot of times we're teaching a young woman, like, listen, you have to, you, you're going to go through this, you're going to do this, it's going to, you got to do this, blah, 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 and you got to be chill and you got to be calm and you got to take it on the chin, where a lot of times we teach our men to be on some like, listen, you're a king. You got to go after it. You got to, you are the hunter. Like you have to go get it. And uh, a lot of times that go get it mindset doesn't really encompass being a bigger man. It, it, it encompasses conquering. You know what I mean? And a lot of times being the bigger man means you have to concede. Uh, so uh that I, I I blame that on our upbringing. I blame that very very much on our upbringing. But you can only blame you can only blame it a certain amount on your upbringing because on because at another on another level, uh, it has to you have to kind of just uh, you have to you have to be cool with uh, you have to you have to you have to know your wrongs and then you have to grow from them. Um, again, that's another thing that I'm doing during this quarantine, just understanding, I guess, the wrong ways I was, I was wired and trying to rewire myself. Um, but, uh, and, and for, 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 for a wire yes. punchline in there. <laughs> I know, right? You, you see it. You see, you see what I'm, you see, oh, cool, cool, cool. Um, so, I caught you. I caught you. <laughs> Nah, but and, and then with, with with Ryan, yes, I th- I think uh, I don't. I think a lot of people misconstrue sometimes what it means to be the bigger man, right? Sometimes people think uh, walking away from a situation like a, a friendship, if need be, or something like that. People don't look at that as being the bigger man. They're like, ah, whatever niggas be like, oh, he changed, it is what it is, whatever, what, like, everybody has their own thoughts and opinions on shit, but mm-hmm. in all actuality, a lot of these, a lot of times it is being the bigger man, or or trying to be the bigger man, or looking to, looking to, yeah, I, I guess ultimately being, 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 the, bigger being man. the bigger man, well, or being the bigger man amongst midgets will always look like you are stepping over them right mm-hmm. we are always going to look like Alan I, we're, all, we're always going to look like Allen iverson stepping over to ron lu to people who to people who don't aspire it. to be Tyron Lue, right? To be Tyron Lue, exactly. To, to you, if you <laughs> only aspire to be Tyron Lue, that means you're an overachiever when the Lakers make it to the finals. You ain't do shit. You just got in the league. <laughs> you did just enough to get in the league, to get on a team that just so happened to have the greatest coach ever 
and two of the greatest players ever. So that's why when you're on that island by yourself against another greatest player ever, you get stepped over because you only aspired to be or you only had the ability to become Tyron Lue. Mm-hmm. So when you're Allen, which is not a problem, but but, but it, it becomes but you a problem. Set your standards higher, right? It, it, becomes, it becomes a problem. It becomes a problem when you're getting stepped over. Exactly, because now <laughs> you're like, I don't understand why he's why he's stepping over me. Like he's better than me. No, I'm going on about my business. I did. I came here. I I came down. I hit the shot. I stepped over you. Now I have to focus on defense. That's what you're doing as a bigger man. Okay, I see the problem. I immerse myself in the problem. Now. I see the problem. I see what it can or it can't do for me. Now I'm stepping over you. I'm going, I have to go down here and worry about defense. I have to worry about the next play because this play's already over. I can't sit here with my hand up, loading <laughs> that I hit the shot on Teron Lou. Now, if this was T-Mac, Kobe, it might be different. Oh, but it I might be a different story. Over, I hit the shot over Teron Lou. I'm way going, let me, go, let me go handle my business. You get what I'm All saying? Right, I, got a, I, got, I got a question. I got a question, and, and this will this will put a button on it to, to finish yeah. us up. Yeah. For the, for the, Shay, we got Shay, we got letters. Um, uh, let me look. Okay. Go ahead, Matt. Um, to put a button on this uh, is, and and I'm asking this for uh, for myself as well, because um, I'm 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 constantly writing stuff, and a lot of the stuff that I'm writing now kind of is uh, just a it's a it's a commentary on the difference between being the man and being a man you know mm-hmm. there's a i think there's a there's something there's something there right so my question my question to you guys is uh is being the bigger man mutually exclusive with being a real man no no because i feel like i feel like um I feel like I'm the bigger man if I refuse to argue, but am I really being the bigger man or am I being dismissive of my partner's feelings? You get what I'm saying? Or am I just settling for- Or am I, or am I just, right, or am I just, because I know this is true for me and me and Ryan have spoke about this number of times, we're, we're truly just avoiding conflict because selfishly we don't want to deal with the conflict. So mm-hmm. being the bigger man in a moment is not incumbent or it's not um, mutually exclusive to being the, uh, a good man. I think a good man knows when to be the bigger man and how to be the bigger man, right? Because being a bigger man does mm-hmm. being a bigger man. If in that situation, being a bigger man and being a real man is all mutually exclusive, that means I would head on deal with this conflict, even though it's going to make me uncomfortable. So no, I don't yeah. believe that being the bigger man is, is mutually exclusive to being a good man. I think a good man knows when to be the bigger man. I, yeah, I feel like I, like I feel that. like a good I feel like a good man is always the better man, mm. rather than mm. the better man is always the good man. Mm. Mm. Okay, because the better man in some situations you could be you could be the man you could be the better man in a situation, but that can only mean that can only be because you got money in a situation or you got clout or you got something. That makes you a figure to other people. It's like, oh, that, he's the man. But in fact, he's not mm-hmm. a real man. He's just, you know, he's just doing the shit yeah, you like to do because you can't do it. That's a fact. And just because you got more money don't mean you're a bet. You're, you're, you're like proving like you're doing the right thing and you're the man to me because you got more bread. Like, nah, you got, just because you got, you got, a, you got the bread, you should be doing more stuff for your community and shit like that to make you be the man in that sense. 
I like that. I like that. I miss you guys. All right. I miss you guys. I mean, I was about to say, I, I needed that. I, I needed that. I needed, I needed that. The love, man. I needed, I needed that, that for my spirit. I need them shits like uh. daily because when I get conversations like this daily, I can really, I don't have to deal with other people's bullshit. You know, like when you, <laughs> when you don't have good conversations <laughs> in a day, then you have to deal with some fucking some wet dumbass talking to you, thinking. And then you're like, oh my God, if I don't have this conversation, I won't have any conversation today. So it's like, fuck, I got to embrace this dumb shit. But now when you got good conversation, I can just look at people on this beach like, yeah, you dumb. But I'll be a bigger man, and I won't say nothing, and I'll let you enjoy your day. Yo, all right, all right. So, um, uh, Shayzilla, the queen, uh, what you got for us? Um, so, do you guys remember that one listener letter? I don't know if you were there, Mac, where um, Shorty caught uh, her boyfriend with the videos in his phone? Yes. Okay, she replied. She wanted to give us some context. Oh, okay. Uh, wait, I, I, do I need popcorn? Yeah, yeah. Somebody uh, find pop. I just finished my breakfast, so. Should I should we read the original letter? Can we just go? Um, yes, I need the original letter. I need I need the whole thing. Okay, go ahead. I got to find it. Try par- Well, if you can't find it, don't worry. Just, yeah, um, just, I guess we'll put the audio in after. Yeah, basically, mm-hmm. she um, they were having their issues or whatever, and she went through his phone and she found like pictures and like uh, screen recordings of him, like of him watching like women twerk. Or, like, I, just reme- I remember this throughout his all throughout his camera. So that was the big issue. Here's the context. She was like, "Hello, it's Alex again." So I just wanted to clarify that I pay every bill in this house we live in. Every is. <laughs> The, the phone too. Woman, huh? the, wo- the woman, phone? the woman, woman. <laughs> if you ever been in love, if she if she paid a phone bill, then then yo, if she paid a phone bill, but that's what I feel like. That's what I said that night. That's what I said that day. If she paid a phone bill, she could do whatever she wants. Whatever she wants. If you ask me to go through my phone. Anyone that's ever asked me to go through my phone. First of all, it's not even your it, phone. If you ask, if you pay my bill. You're asking to go through your phone. It's yours here. This is yours. This is yours. You give it to you give it to me when you want to give it to me, baby. Right. When I come in the house, you could take the phone if you want. As soon as I come in the house, I have the phone. And I give it to you. If, if you, you pay the bill. Because as a man, as a smart man, if if a lady is paying for your phone and you're still doing dirt, go pay for your own side phone, brother. Exactly. Okay. If you have a woman willing to pay your phone bill in these in these times, in these days, you shouldn't do nothing. And I'm not even talking about quarantine. I'm just talking about in the time we're leaving it. Like, if you have a woman that is paying your you phone bill. That's a good woman. And you still want to cheat? Well, nigga, no, you no, just no, don't want to. What is wrong with you? What is, what is wrong with these niggas, man? Men are, men are trash. That's who you are, sir. That, if a woman you, is paying you, your sir. phone bill and you still out here doing dirt. You're a boy, Damon. You, you are, are a boy, boy, not a man. Go ahead, Chad. <laughs> boy. He pays every bill. No, he no, he doesn't use it use it to send to his friends because he doesn't really hang out with anyone. He has a brother that he hangs out with and a friend that he works with, but he doesn't have a group message to send it to. The videos that were recorded were from Facebook, which he is Facebook friends with this woman. We also had an entire conversation two or three weeks prior to what I found about this specific thing. He set down some guidelines about specific things like this, yet it wasn't mentioned while we were having the conversation. I just wanted to clarify some things. I'm going to double back because to me it doesn't seem like much of an issue. If, if, she's, 
if you're not paying that man phone bill, stay at his phone. Whatever go on in his phone, it's it's like uh, what do you call it? It's it's like um, sorry to have to go here. It's like the court of law. Okay, that was an illegal search. Nothing you found <laughs> is admissible in court. It was an illegal search and seizure. Okay, so you just blew. You just throw it out. Throw it out. Matt, you, you gotta throw Matt, it out. Matt, if that was McNulty, you have to throw it out, oh, Matt. Oh, yeah, yeah, you got to throw it out. You if that was, Jay, if that was Jimmy McNulty, oh. BTPs, BDPs, detective, he'd be, the case would be thrown out. Oh, wow. Thrown out. Okay. What else are we talking about here? Like, get, a, get a better lawyer. What else? What, what's next here, Chad? We need a better lawyer. She, what's next, Chad? Did she, have a, did she have a question? Or was no, she just trying to verify that? She just really just sent us a long message saying she paid the bills. Yeah, basically. She just wanted so, to. So if she wants the shit, if, if tell him to pay his own phone bill. <laughs> kick him off. Kick him off the plan. Kick him off. Kick him off the, the plan. plan. Tell him to pay his own phone bill. What? What? Okay. Uh, what what's the name said? Who stand up was that? When when D Ray was like, uh, was that D- not D Ray? That was Mike Epps. He was like. You buy your own tampons. Buy your own. Oh, oh, when you was a kid, when, when, he, when he was talking about uh, the, the mothers that be beating up on the daughters. The mother you think you grow? Yeah. You think you grow? Buy your own tampons. Buy your own tampons. You think you're a man? Pay your own phone bill, bro. Che, what we got next? Um, So this is a new one. Hey, guys. I hope you're staying safe during this time. The usual stuff. Love the podcast. I've been talking to this guy two and a half months. We began talking mid-January. It was cool. We texted for weeks before the, our first date. First date went good. He traveled. He travels to work, which is a lot, which made it hard for us to link up, um, link up again. However, we're in constant communication. I believe we both began to really like each other on to like each other because on a daily basis he would make that known. Fast forward to March, he comes over, we're laid up watching movies on my couch. His head is on my lap and I'm rubbing his head and back, just real boot up. We ended up sleeping with each other. Sex was bomb. We cuddled the majority of the night and he spent the night. The next morning we have sex again. He lost my spot. The next morning we have sex again. He cuddles and leaves. I hit him up to continue the awesome conversation we were having before because to me nothing has changed we were bomb ass friends before i'm not gonna sit here and act all funny because we slept together i would like to mention we both made it known that we wanted each other he loses the dear friend and shares it with me i let him know that if you need anything to let me know if you need to talk i'm here because that's what friends do right i wait a couple days to text him again now he's hella distant his birthday is coming so i tell him i tell him i want to spend his birthday with him uh, dry as fuck. What? She misses part. Dry as fuck. So now I'm frustrated. I've literally been open with this nigga by no means have I put any pressure on him, and now he's acting distant. I said fuck it. I need answers because I'm I'm not about to sit here and do girlfriend shit for a nigga that's being distant. I have attached pictures, which I don't know how I'm gonna show you guys those. Um, after this was said, the conversation went back to normal. My nigga wasn't dry anymore when we went back to flirting. I'm frustrated and confused, and I just need a guy's perspective. Um, I think as, as somebody who is told, uh, who's been told this numerous times, I think, uh, <laughs> shut up, Matt. <laughs> shut the fuck up. I think what is happening, and you know what? This is a great question. Shout out to today's episode, because I think a lot yeah. of people will get, 
a lot of things from this episode. I think this is the time women will understand something. We are not, we as men are not perfect. Not, not, and we're not, here goes, we're not as invincible as we may project that we are, or that you may perceive us to be. We also are not, going back to what I said before, we're also not always equipped with the proper uh, tools to deal with emotional things. Him being distant had zero, to me, this is to me, him being distant had zero to do with you and everything to do with how he is mourning this loss of such a close friend. You're new here. And that's nothing against you. The sex will probably bomb. He loves. He probably likes you a lot. And you guys will probably go on to, you know, survive quarantine together and have a great life. But, <laughs> but him being distant is not indicative of how he feels or doesn't feel about you. It's 100% about how he feels about losing someone. We're, sometimes when we lose things, men, it's like a, it's like a fight, Right. If you're fighting and you're swinging, the first time you get hit, your thought process isn't to keep hitting. It's to, it's to, hug, it's protect, to, yourself. It's to protect yourself. We get real tight and we clench, and, and, and that's what we know. And we can only trust what's near us and what's um, in our circumference. And usually that's us in our own sanctity. So, yes, I lost somebody, and the only thing I can do now is be to myself. I don't want to deal with anything else. I don't want to deal with the other parts of this of life. And that's something that women are very good at. Even if you're not good at it, you do a good job of projecting it. That's some women, like I said, women are able to put out fires on multiple planes. We, no, we were, we were taught it and we only could deal with one fire at a time. And most time we can't even deal with that fire. That fire going to burn us the fuck up. But we are only, so, so yes, take that into account when you're dealing with men and dealing with this man going forward, talk to him, let him know you're there, reassure him. Um, that's, that's all I got for you. Yeah. I got I got a, I got a question to that is is was she saying that their relationship kind of started during this quarantine time when they got like intimate? She said no. right. She said right before. Right before. So right before, and but the distance happened during quarantine. For the most part, um, yeah. I think so. The date that was sent was March thirtieth. So quarantine had maybe just kicked off. That was like like the first got- or second week of quarantine. All right. So what I was gonna say is. When you deal with somebody on a, uh, let me see, on a way of you don't have to see them all the time and every day. In the beginning, I mean, not saying the beginning. Overall, it will be a better situation until you're entering that that time of moving in with each other. Now, if you <clears throat> go from just being cool and regular to having sex in the beginning, and then now you're with that person for days at a time, it's a different world. Um, so yeah, so, so dealing with that is a whole different thing when it comes to that. Like if they were just with each other for two weeks straight, then of course some people need some distance because they're not used to being with somebody for that much time. Mm-hmm. But I feel like their situation is kind of different. And I feel like when it comes to distancing, like we talk about like men growing up and, and, and being the bigger man in situations, that that's more of a conversation which she ended up having and things got better. But you know, some things aren't meant to leave the friend zone and maybe she wants to be somewhere you don't want to be uh my two cents on it um i think i think i think 
to to kind of play off on on both sides, you know, you got you got the angel and you got the devil today uh, with the birthday twins. Um, <laughs> but uh, but I, I think there's a it's you gotta you have to you have to take your time. I think right now, especially because everything is so new, you don't want to rush into anything this that fast. Uh, you shouldn't want to as as much as as much as so anything, everything looks like amazing, sexy, fantastic. Uh, don't be digmatized and, and want to start being his wife out of the blue. Continue to be his good friend. Take your time, especially now that you know that he's lost somebody. This is a weird, it's a really, really weird time and a really, really rough time for everybody on everyone's psyche. So you have to really take your time. You have to be gentle with him and allow him the space to be gentle with himself. Okay. I actually want to have on a, another episode, which is this week or whatever, sometime. I want to talk about quarantine relationships. Uh oh, we can do that. We Uh-oh. can do that. Sounds 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 tricky. We can definitely do it. Because I I feel like there's a lot. Of, I feel like there's a lot of people that that have that have elevated their emotions to situations based on the situation based on the time that we're in. Stop it! Mm-hmm. Stop it! I feel like some things have it. gone from oh, okay. We about to record two episodes. Stop! Stop! Stop now! Nah, 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 nah. If you want to make sure we have another episode, stop. You about to start, and you you know cool. you know we gonna go. You start, we gonna go. Right, I'm gonna talk about that. I'm gonna talk. All right. All right but speaking of which, we, right, so yeah, tell Shorty she'll be all right. Yeah, you be all right. Tell Shorty she'll be okay. Hey, hey, niggas go distance every day, b. Niggas get distance every day, b. Every day, b. Oh, yo, Mac, that's niggas, the name of the episode. Niggas dip on joints every day, B. Mac, that's the name of the episode. Niggas get dissing every day, B. Niggas get dissing every day, B. I am writing that down now. Or it's like... <laughs> um, I, so, like, niggas don't man up every day, B. <laughs> <laughs> All right, before we get out of here, um, you know what time it is. It is time for the, it is time for the Get the Drawers playlist. Um, it is more... I feel like it's more than needed Damn. now than ever. Woo-hoo. Ryan, what you got on the playlist today? Nah, I got I got No, I don't want. Matter of fact, matter of fact, I know y'all might y'all might laugh, but this song is just so fire. What? <laughs> Count on me. Waiting to exhale. Yo, you putting that on? Uh, all right, I'm right. not mad. All right. All right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Count on Count me. Count on me. I will Yo, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Yo, I'm so, there's I'm so something wrong with your man. That's my song. Mac, what are you putting on to get the drugs playlist? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, you know what I want to put on this joint? Um, I got to, what is the name of this? Hold on. See? Favorite Mistake by uh, Givy, uh, Giveon. Mm. Hmm. Favorite mistake, a hmm. joint. I'm going okay. to go. I'm going to go. T-shirt, Destiny's Child. Nice. Go back. I'm gonna go. Not t-shirt. mad at that. Destiny's I Child. Was, I thought you were going T-shirt and on panties on. I was about to be like, it's a um, very good one. Adina Howard. Adina Howard. I mean, if we get honorable mentions. Let's stay in the closet, okay? 
Let's get the t-shirt and go to t-shirt and panties on, okay? Put them together. I like that. I like that. I like that. <laughs> Put them together. Um, so you know, uh, like we said, um, everybody. And I think um I think I'm gonna record an ad for it and, and we can put it in there as well. Um, you know we have the Patreon, you can support um and subscribe to the Patreon, especially now we have a whole bunch of extra content going up on the Patreon. We'll be up there, we'll be uh, you know, I wanna say last week we all made our call. So there's a whole bunch of different tiers and a whole bunch of different cool stuff you get. Shout out to Che and Wolf for putting that together. So if you wanna get all that extra content excuse me, come again. Huh?
I was gonna, I was gonna, you know, do some, do some shout outs myself. Go ahead. Um, I am dropping my CBD face mask this month. I will be announcing that, but I'll, I'll, I'll give y'all a little forward enough to that. My face mask, my CBD face mask that I've been working on for some months, has officially uh, gone into uh, trending. So, there you go. Clap it up. Clap it up. Clap it up. We go. Black business, baby. Black business, baby. Black entrepreneurship. You love it. Black business. Um, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before, before we go, I want. Uh-oh. Before we go, I want to give a shout out. No, I don't. I don't have any black business or anything. Oh, all yeah. of, all of my stuff is yeah. Uh, uh, you, you know, uh, I you do have beard, this beard, beard, beard that I, <laughs> Mac was about to say, "Ladies and gentlemen, my beard connects." I thought it was gonna get crazy. I wish. I wish. <laughs> you got um, the you got no, the Benny give, the butcher we, gotta give a, we have to give a shout out to uh, our, some of our Patreon users. We have yes. to give a shout out to Gabby, to Brax, to Essie, to Lucretia, to Rat. Terrific. I'm gonna say terrific. I'm gonna say terrific. Terrific. We'll say we'll say we'll keep it right there. But we love y'all. We appreciate y'all for being one of the elite neighbors in the neighborhood. Uh, and we got so much more coming for y'all, man. We appreciate y'all, elite, bro. elite, elite. Yes, ladies and gentlemen. On that note, I've been Mouse Rock. I'm Fly Rock. And I'm Mac Wild. And this has been the guys next door. The guys door. next door. <laughs> You heard the guys Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist-approved, so fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.